Welcome to the Claim Your Space podcast. I am your host, Belinda Aramity, and I share my experiences as a multi-six-figure business owner and coach so that you too can learn how to build a business in alignment with how you want to live your life. If you're tired of hustle culture and ready to start saying yes to dreaming big and achieving even bigger, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the podcast. I am really excited about this one because it's all about time management. So I'm in by no shape or means a productivity or a time management expert. I am someone who falls in her face a lot, wonders how I thought I could do all of these things in just an hour. Someone who often doesn't get all of her to-do items done, and I've had to learn to be okay with that and still feel and actually get things done. So The most important thing that I want to mention about this episode is not to focus so much on implementing everything. It's instead shifts happen, goals get accomplished when we commit to taking action. You will not be able to do all eight or nine things I'm going to be sharing with you today, but you can do one thing and do it really well and somehow figure out a way to stack it into something they're already doing or making a slight shift in how you're doing things in order to implement it in your life. It's better for you to be successful at one thing than to fail at all eight things. I've done that. So I may only be talking to myself, but I have a feeling that there's a whole bunch of people who are like me out there who try to implement an entire system and the entire system fails because you're biting off more than you can chew. Think of a really good piece of cake. If you have to shove the entire slice into your mouth and eat it all at once, it's not as good as when you are able to take it bite by bite, bit by bit. And so Pick one, focus on implementing the one, and then you can move on to something else or ditch everything else. I don't care. The second piece of advice that I want to give you before I talk about time management is something that's been really helpful, but I didn't want to make it a tip in and of itself is I want you to jot down, have two lists, your home and personal life lists. So like all the things you do over and over and over again in a day, in a week, in a month, in a quarter, in a year for your home and your personal life. You just do them all over and over and over again. I'm talking about laundry, dishes, all the stuff, right? Then I want you to do the same for when it comes to your business, creating content, writing emails for your email newsletter, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Write all the repetitive tasks that you're doing down over and over again. So then you can successfully implement number one in terms of how I manage my time, which is I time block. I time slash day block. So this has been like monumental for me because I have to minimize the amount of number of decisions I need to make. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I have a business, I have clients, I have thinking about what it is that they have going on and their world and how it is that I can help them. And I want to be a present mother and I want to help my kids learn and I want to experience life and I want to rest and I want to exercise. I want to do a lot. And sometimes I will sit down and I'll have two hours of time and a to-do list that literally looks like 200 things that I need to do. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I like literally freeze in an action because I'm like, oh, what's the best thing to do? What should I do? Should I focus on the business? Should I focus on home? Should I focus on, you know, content creation in the business or should I focus on income generating activity when it comes to the business? So I like to day block. So I know on Mondays, I'm doing X in my business. On Tuesdays, I'm doing Y. On Wednesdays, I'm doing this. I'll give you an example of day blocking for me. So in general, there are times where Sometimes it's just necessary and it's important enough to me to break this rule. But Mondays and Fridays are I don't talk to people days. I'm an ambivert. I'm somebody who is very extroverted, but I recharge the same way that an introvert would, which would be like by myself, quiet, reading a book, watching a show by myself, not talking. You can be around, but I don't want to talk. Like that's how I recharge. So I need days in my schedule where I don't have to talk to a human. (laughs) I don't have 
to talk to anyone in business. I can just focus on my business instead of being in my business. I will tend to, on Mondays and Fridays, focus on things that I need to do in order to grow my own business, administrative things. I do content planning and filming on Monday, so on and so forth. So that's an example of day blocking in my business, an example of day blocking when it comes to my personal life. So I do laundry every single day. <laughs> We're a family of five. There's always laundry. But for an example of day blocking is I will, on Tuesdays, I wash towels. And I know that every Tuesday I'm washing a towel. There are ad hoc things that need to be done, but it's like, if there's only one load of laundry that gets done, it is on Tuesdays, it is towels. On the weekends, I'm doing sheets. You know, on Thursdays is the kids' clothes, so they have clean clothes for the weekend. You know, like all those things, right? So that's an example of day blocking. Now, when it comes to time blocking, I'm not a big time blocker, but I do like to cordon off time. So for example, in this hour, I want to make sure that I'm recording the podcast. In this hour, I know that I'm going to be doing laundry because I'm going to be like, washing and drying and folding and doing all of these things, right? So whatever it might be, however it is that it works for you, I'm not someone who blocks hour by hour because this third thing that I do when it comes to managing my time is I actually give myself buffers. So I'm kind of jumping around here. So I time block and day block, but then I also give myself buffers. So like after a meeting, I always have at least 15 to 30 minutes decompression time where I can decompress from the conversation. I can make notes and I can like put things into the CRM or into Google Dots or into a folder, whatever needs to happen. I make sure that I have that decompression time and I just need buffers. Like I'm not someone who's going to be like, okay, from eight to nine, I'm going to work on this. And then from nine to 10, I'm going to work on this. And then from 10 to 11, nope, that's not me. I am someone who needs a lot of white space to like have flexibility. And that's why I really like the idea of day blocking. So I know, okay, these are the four or five things that need to get done on Monday, but I get to decide. Am I a morning content girly or am I going to be an afternoon content girly? It all depends on how I am that day, right? And so that's why my preference is day blocking. But then depending on the day, I'll decide, okay, how am I going to block my time in order to be most effective with it? And another thing that I like to do when I'm day blocking is because the content might be more heavy one Monday than another Monday, right? Depending on what's happening. And so what I like to do is I like to say, okay, so for instance, depending on how many podcast episodes I want to record on that day or how in depth a particular podcast episode is, I will write beside, okay, podcast recording, I'm going to give myself 40 minutes. And so I won't necessarily have a 40 minute podcast, but I know podcast prep time, podcast recording time, and then podcast saving, and then sharing it with my podcast management company folks. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on. So those are the first two. <laughs> the first two things that I do when it comes to managing my time, I time slash day block my time, and then I give myself buffers. Buffers are helpful because I might think that it's going to take me 40 minutes, but it actually takes me 60. And if I'm putting too many things into my day, then I'm not going to actually be able to get things done and I get really frustrated. So what I like to do is I like to make a list of all the things that I say I want to do. I will put how long I think each thing is going to take and then I will tally how much time that is total. And if it's creeping over six hours of just work, right, just work and nothing ad hoc, then I know that I'm pushing it. I'm pushing whether or not I'm going to be able to actually accomplish all of these things. Because if anything runs over time, then I'm kind of at like my max for the amount of output that I can get, but there's still going to be other things that need to be done. So that's what I do in terms of like managing my time from a time block, day block, and giving myself buffers perspective. 
The third thing that I do, I know we're jumping around here. Sorry about the numbers. I'll get it together for the other numbers. But the third thing that I do is I meal plan. This has been huge for me. I started meal planning just as a way to help me with grocery shopping because I just felt like I was just ordering whatever. And then I just kept going to the grocery store and it was really annoying. Mind you, I'm still going to the grocery store all the time, but I don't feel as frustrated. I feel like I have a plan because I do. My goal with planning and managing my time is to reduce the number of decisions that I have to make at any given time. And so it is incredibly helpful, especially right now with my kids being out of school summertime. Love them, but there's just this extra element of my day, you know? So what happens is like today, for instance, it was 12 o'clock. I'm like, I've got to feed the kids. And I'm like, what am I going to feed them? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have to think about this because I already thought about this on the weekend when I was chilling. And so I opened my iPad, open good notes. I see what I had scribbled down for what we're going to have for lunch today. And I just went and I made it because I knew that I'd have the groceries because everything is all tied together. And so I already knew what I was having for dinner. So I was able to marinate the chicken and put it in the fridge while the kids were eating lunch. Like I was able to do all these things all because a meal plan. And so to give you an idea of how long meal planning will take, it'll take me, I would say anywhere between 20 and 30 minutes, which I think is fair because I can easily sit and sulk for a good 15, 20 minutes about what am I going to do? What am I going to feed these kids? And I do want to give them a variety of things. I want our family to eat a variety of things. I want to be able to try new recipes and all that jazz. And it's so much easier for me to do those things if I am meal planning. So that's number three for how I manage my time. I meal plan. It is a game changer. Saves me so much time. Number four, I give myself time limits for how long I'm going to be doing certain things. So I mentioned this before when it comes to time blocking, but I want to mention it separately for a very particular reason, because it is very easy for something to take a ridiculous amount of time and more time than it should be taking you. So wherever I can, I give myself a time limit for how long I'm going to either spend doing something or how long it should take me to do. So for instance, I have to clean out a closet that I have in the hallway. I'm pointing at it. You can't see it, but I have a closet and I plan to tackle it either tomorrow or Thursday. And depending on, I haven't made that final decision yet, but that's kind of the goal. And I'm going to be setting a time limit of 30 to 60 minutes right? So I say 30 to 60 because it all depends on my energy and how I feel, right? 30 minutes minimum, 60 minutes maximum for me to be able to pull out those boxes, put in the storage bins that I'm going to put the things from out of the box into and organize. I'm giving myself 30 minutes minimum so that it's like, we need to get this project started and then 60 minutes. So then it doesn't end up taking all morning or all afternoon in order for it to get done. I think that time limits are incredibly important because they make sure that you don't waste time. Cleaning out that closet should not be a four hour job, but it'll be a four hour job if I let it. And if I know that I'm giving myself some sort of a time constraint, then I'm going to be really serious and be really focused. And I'm going to be focused on getting it done, getting it done efficiently, making decisions and not wasting my time. When I don't give myself time limits, I find that I waste time. And then I like saunter over. I might go throw in a load of laundry. I might go cut up some fruit. And it's like, no, this time is focused cleaning and organizing this closet time. So I find that when it comes to managing my time, giving myself time limits for girl, this is how long we are spending doing this project. This is how long we are spending, you know, writing this email newsletter. This is how long we are spending brainstorming ideas. This is how long we are spending to record this TikTok series. 
giving myself time limits. And so then I can assess once I get to my time limit, do I need more time? How much more time do I need? Can I extend it right now and it's going to be okay? Or do I need to bring in reinforcements in order to make this project happen? But I love giving myself time limits so that I don't waste time. Number five, I typically don't work in the evenings. That's how I manage my time. So then I can really focus during the day. I'm working. I am focused on working. And then the evenings, I'm like, whatever didn't get done, didn't get done. I'm going to enjoy my evenings. Now, of course, there are times when you have to work in the evening. It just is what it is. You got a project, you mismanage your time, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. It is what it is. But as a general rule, that's why I say I typically don't work in the evenings. I'm just here being a present wife and mama. I'm here for my family needs. I'm checked into that box and, you know, work. I might glance at it, but I'm not planning to work in the evenings. That's just what works for me, especially right now. Number six, I will wake up a little bit earlier. So for me, a big part of my health and wellness journey is journaling, praying, and meditating in the morning. I find (laughs) that if I don't meditate and pray in the morning, prayer I can get done. I can get done. If I don't meditate and if I don't journal in the morning, it becomes with every passing hour, it gets harder and harder and harder and harder to get it done. And so I will wake up a little bit earlier. And this is particularly important when my kids were really young. And like the moment the kids wake up, it's like, Lord have mercy on everyone. We don't know what the day is going to look like. We have plans, we have hopes and dreams, but we do not know. We just have to hope that it all works out. And so I had to really rely on this a lot when my kids were younger, waking up earlier before everyone else where it's nice and quiet. Nobody needs me. I especially need to do this when the kids go to school because I need to center myself first because I have found that if I'm rolling right out the bed and I'm dealing with somebody else's problems, (laughs) yeah, no, I'm not a nice person. I just get so agitated. But if I've been up for 20, 30 minutes already and I've like centered myself in prayer, meditation, and I've journaled, I'm still getting irritated. Don't get me wrong, but we're not going zero to 100 in 30 seconds and everyone's like, what's wrong with mom? I definitely think that my kids, if they knew what I was doing in the 30 minutes before they woke up, they would know that mom has meditated this morning or mom has not. Mom hasn't had her quiet time. So yeah, number six, I wake up a little bit earlier. Number seven, I ask for help. (laughs) This is hard. Your girl's not a good asking for helper. But I particularly rely on my husband when I'm like, you know, (laughs) I have a lot going on. I have to, when I'm, when I'm getting there, when I'm feeling like, you know, a kettle blowing steam, I know that I need to ask for help. And I say, hey, I've got a really big project coming up or I've got this thing that is going to take me a lot of time. I need your help. And ask for help. This is hard. So I don't have a lot. To, to add to this one, to number seven, asking for help, but it is a really important aspect of managing time. I think, you know, if you don't have a partner, then it's, you know, asking a friend, asking a neighbor. Like, I'm not very good at asking people for help. So, me asking my husband for help, that's a big deal. Okay. <laughs> for me personally, it's not a big deal because he's not helpful. Every time I ask, he's always, you know, there to help. I just have issues with asking for help. So, you know, lean on your community in order to help you manage time more effectively because it's really hard to, for instance, I don't know, run a business and have a three-month-old on your hip the entire time. Very hard. Hard to have a coaching call and, you know, you've got a sick puppy. I mean, it's just, yeah, ask for help. The last thing that I want to bring up in terms of how I manage my time is I outsource as much as I can. And I know that people say this all the time. I've done this in varying degrees as obviously I make more money. I'm able to outsource more things and get more help, which is so amazing. And when I say outsource, I mean like I need somebody else to do like the work. Like (laughs) it's not just like, I don't want to think about it. 
I want you to like make it happen. So for instance, having someone come by to clean my house so I don't have to worry about making sure that the bathrooms are clean. Like I can clean the bathrooms. I love having a clean bathroom, but to know that someone is coming by to make sure that I have a clean bathroom, it's like, it's nothing better. It's nothing better than seeing your house after it's been clean. I can't tell you, but I had to grow into that as my business grew and I could afford it. And I was like, honestly, so amazing. I do grocery pickup. Now I still pick up my own fruits and veg because I moved into a new town and I don't know the quality. I have to test it. I don't trust it. I'm like, oh, are you going to choose it the way I do? So I still go into the store to pick up my own fruits and vegetables and, and meat. I'm, I'm pretty particular. But for all the other things that I have to get, I will order grocery pickup. I will get it delivered to my house. Anything that I can do so that I don't have to go into the grocery store if I don't want to. One, I don't love going to the grocery store. You will very rarely ever catch me in a grocery store on a Saturday at one o'clock. Know that it was not my my choice. <laughs> but I even bought a robot vacuum that I had delivered to the house to like sweep my floors. Because in the house that we live in right now, the floors are very light. And so all the little dust particles are driving me insane. And so I just said, I can outsource this. I can get a robot vacuum and it will clean my house for me. And I don't have to worry about sweeping every day and being mad at the kids and yelling at somebody because I'm outsourcing it. I have someone who works with me in the business and she does and loves all the things that I'm naturally not good at. It's amazing. We're literally the perfect pair. And I have a podcast management company, as I mentioned before, that helps me with my podcast. Because guess what? If you notice, if you go back, I have no shame in this, but if you go back, you'll see that there was a huge amount of time where I wasn't consistently uploading podcast episodes. And now it's consistent. Want to know why? Because I've outsourced that stuff. I just get to sit here, record, and then I don't have to worry about anything. It's wonderful. I outsource as much as I can. That's how I manage my time because I find that I use a lot of time when I don't really want to do something. And now that I'm in a place, this is why I believe in generating maximum revenue as you can in a business because it gives you freedom to make different choices for yourself. I've been in that place where I've had to be resourceful and where I couldn't have a cleaner when I couldn't afford someone to help me with my podcast, where I couldn't afford having people to help me within the business, where I couldn't afford to just spend several hundred dollars in a robot vacuum. But now I can. And it's great. And so, you know, that's why I want to give this feeling and opportunity and freedom to as many, many people as possible. So anyways, that's it. I want to keep this episode relatively short, so I'm going to cut it off here. That's how I manage my time. I hope that it was helpful. I hope that it all made sense and my explanations were useful. Let me know which one of these eight things are you going to implement in your life? Just pick one. Send me an email, take a screenshot of this episode, and then write and tag me over on Instagram what it is that you're going to do and implement in your life, in your business, in order to help you manage your time more effectively. So anyways, that's it. As always, I hope that you found this episode useful or helpful to you in some way. And until next time, I'll talk to you later. Bye.